Good morning from Savannah, Georgia. New uh, location, Victory North. Savannah's coolest, hippest concert venues. Uh, North Point of View, Dr. Walter Kimsey. Walter, how are you? I'm good, Mark, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm ready to go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so, oh, and by the way, thanks to everybody who's reached out, said they love the podcast. So here's the thing. Mention the podcast to Walter or, or I. Free tacos on Tuesday, and your first drink is free at happy hour on Thursdays, okay? All right. I thought we were doing two free drinks, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go. So these photos of the vessels backed up at the Port of L.A. Yes. A month ago was 28, 34, 40, 50. I think yesterday was 72. Yeah. I'm not sure, but a bunch. Two weeks in holding, three weeks in holding. It's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Out Big there. Time. What's going on? What's the latest? Well, uh, I haven't seen today's report, but I think we're still at over 70. Right. I fortunately get to serve on an advisory committee to the Secretary of Commerce. Gene Soroka's on there, and he spoke a lot about things that need to happen. Right, seeing his quotes yeah. in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Port of Long Beach uh, has been working hard. They just got one of the terminal, TTI, to uh, stay open pretty much 24-7 to see if they can get more of the boxes off the terminal. The problem is, as the ships show up, they're going to drop stuff off for LA, then most of them plan to go to Oakland, that's the normal service schedule, and drop stuff off over there as well. But when they get stuck waiting for a week or eight days or almost nine days, as soon as they get into a berth, they just drop everything off, everything, and just make a beeline back to Asia because they're way off schedule right. and there's more stuff to bring in. Right. So it's not just the 70 vessels sitting in San Pedro Bay that are anchored waiting for a berth. It's also the fact that the importers in Oakland have to dray their stuff from Los Angeles up to Northern California, and the exporters have to dray their goods south so they can get their hands on an empty container and put it into a box. So it's not just a, a, you know, a, a big impact in the LA area, it actually spills over and impacts other ports. And some of the other ports are now saying that they won't take any more of these loader vessels, or sweepers as some of them call them, because it's too random and it's disrupting their normal operations. Right. So what's happening is, on the import side, there are three issues. The first is they need to stock up for Christmas. Right. They need to stock up because their inventories are still very, very low. I showed you that chart the other day for the retailers' inventories. Like historic lows, right? Yeah, historic lows. So basically, the current level of inventories for them is at 2016 levels. And then you've had this 20% jump in retailers' sales. You'll notice I'm saying retailers because there's retail sales, which includes gasoline. And economists yak about that a lot, but quite frankly, who cares? In our world, it's about the retailers, sure. the Targets, the Amazons, the Walmarts. Okay, so, so the retailers have got inventory levels that are down to 2016 levels and sales, sale levels that I don't think anybody would have forecast in 2019 to occur until probably 2029, 2030. So you're, you're 10 years forward in the sales and you're five years backward in the inventories. So you're desperately trying to raise your inventories. You're desperately trying to get ready for Christmas. And then you have the ongoing spending of consumers. The last data I just saw for the consumers is they're not only continuing to spend more money on goods, but they're spending more money on services as well. So they're not trading uh, like less on goods and more on services. Their attitude is, what the hell? Just buy both of them. And so what about food? People are eating out more and they're spending even more at the grocery store. There's just 
it's just an insatiable consumer environment that we're, we're sitting in. And, and this is creating a, a lot of issues. In particular, the, the, this 20% jump in demand for imported container volumes from the retailers as well as others, the industry is just not built to, you know, to that kind of a, of a demand level. Nobody builds an extra 20% capacity in 2019 without losing a lot of money or getting fired for putting in capacity. Right, that's like having 20% more employees than you need just standing around. Exactly. Don't do it. No, and then once you get pressed to do it, it's really hard. A normal growth rate for the freight movement industry in terms of port capacity, ocean carriers, rail cars, trucks, truck drivers, trained workers to do all of this, yeah, maybe 3%, maybe 4% a year, right. but 20%, no way. And that's fundamentally what the problem is. It's just, it's just too much demand. And the guys who are making the most money from it want to go beat up the freight industry for, for not having the capacity in place. And I guess it's one of those things that when you hit a growth spurt like this, I mean, there's basically chaos, and then you become fairly inefficient, right? At least I know I do. Yeah. And so now you've got this increased demand Mm. with an inefficient network, right? Right. And it's the problem is obviously exasperated, exacerbated. That's why it was 30 vessels a month ago and now it's 72. Exactly. And the worse it gets, the more desperate everybody becomes. You know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, when I was speaking to the Supply Chain Leadership Association, they have an executive committee meeting and we meet every Thursday. And one of the things I, I warned them about is game theory says that they're all going to try to do the same thing at the same time. Right. And it's going to blow all of them up. That You need to think very carefully about this. So there are a lot of consultants out there providing advice on supply chains. And they're all giving the, everybody the same advice. So everybody's doing the same thing at the same time. And it can only become chaotic. Yeah. So how do you get around this? Well... They can hire us and we'll show them better strategies than what they're doing. <laughs> but, but let's shift to something else that's interesting going on here. We hear that in, you know, so I see the inventories in the macroeconomic data are still very low. And then we look at the port cities and the vacancy rate in port cities is, in all cities is definitely below 5%. And I suspect it's probably below 2% in every port city. And then in others like Savannah and LA, it's effectively 0%. Right. And huge demand for real Maybe estate. Maybe even negative because of, of the uh, stuff coming out of the ground is, you know, we got half of it pre-leased here. Yeah, well, there you go. So, so, yeah. And then what we also hear is in other port cities, some big uh, retailer who's um, trying to negotiate uh, a, a lease renewal and uh, thought they, they had some weight to throw around. And the landlord just leased it out to somebody else right underneath them. You yeah. know? So the, the really the power is in the hand of the, in, in, on the side of the, the owners of the real estate. So what this means is prices are going up. And the biggest worry that uh, the supply chain managers have is, will we be able to pass this on to the consumer? When I pay $30,000 to move a 40-foot container from Shanghai to Los Angeles, that's, a, that's very steep. That's basically 10 times what the price was a year ago, right? Or 18 months ago. Yeah. So can I pass that on? And so we're seeing that the cost of commodity, well, you know, we'll talk about this later. I'm going to go off into a tangent here. So, so basically that's the cause of what's going on. And when will it be over? 
Well, it might not be over for quite some time because come next year, June, at the end of June, there is another event that could continue the chaos. Yeah, negotiations on labor. Exactly. The IL, Out west. The ILWU contract expires. And the last time that happened, 2015, the East Coast absorbed a lot of the overflow from the West Coast to be continued. Yeah, and so I think some of the projections I've seen show this situation basically lasting through the better part of next year. Right. Yeah. I agree. And it could easily go beyond 2022. Well, I'll tell you what, a great way to get started uh, jumping into season two. Thanks for joining us. Walter, as always, a pleasure. Yeah, it's great, Mark. Thanks, man. See ya. See ya.